Have a few minutes? You won't believe what you can do with it. Open a Regions checking account online in as little as five minutes. Then enjoy award-winning service and banking tools and tech that help you live in the moment. Learn more at regions.com slash live in the moment. Regions Bank, member FDIC. Live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio, inside the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, it's time for Regions Business Radio. Regions Business Radio is presented by Regions Bank. Brave the beginning, member FDIC. Now, here's your host, J.D. Mueller. Thank you, Mike Salmon. Good to be with you today on Regions Business Radio. I'm J.D. Mueller. And, you know, sometimes you just meet folks, you, you sort of heard about them, maybe you've shared an email with them, but you never get to know them until you sit down across from them. And you are going to have a great time listening to this episode and meeting my new friend, Caroline Taylor. Caroline, thank you for coming. Thanks, J.D. You're too kind. Glad to be here. Oh, we're so happy to have you. You are the head of SBA at Regions Bank. Pretty crazy, huh? It's been an awesome ride so far. Two years in, and it's been great. Two years. I mean, what a crazy time to start. I mean, so you started a new job in 2021 at Regions. 2021. Started a new job virtually in another state. So process of moving my entire family, getting into a new company, you know, learning new friends, leaders at this bank. It was. It's been a ride for sure. And we happened to be in a little bit of a pandemic at the time, so that was crazy. Just a little, you know. Had three kids, getting them moved, and, you know, three different schools through the process. But I say I have a hero in my life, which is my husband, who's 100% supportive. So it was a team decision, team effort, and, you know, we're in it to win it. So we're we're team Regions all green now. Nice. Well, it's so good to have you, and thank you for for what you're doing at Regions. SBA Banking is... You know, SBA banking is sort of like, if you know, you know, type of thing. You know, there's a lot of questions about it. And I know we're just jumping right in because we got a lot to cover. SBA, Small Business Administration Lending 101. Oh, yeah. What are the basics? And remember, our, our audience may, they may be business owners. They may be business executives. We might have, you know, finance executives listening. And there may be someone that, that has heard of SBA lending. They might have a mis- misperception of what it is. So if you're, you're giving a little bit of SBA 101 to, to somebody that's new to it, what would that be specifically as it relates to uh, Regions Bank? Yeah, so I, I love that we're starting from the foundation. And let's do that because with coming out of the pandemic, a lot of people knew about the PPP, Paycheck Protection Program. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was going to ask you about that. The but forbidden I'm word, right? <laughs> but that really shed a huge light on the Small Business Administration, mm-hmm. which has been around for decades. And really the SBA, it partners with lenders to provide capital to small business owners who normally wouldn't have an advantage or the opportunity to do that. So how does that happen? You know, the SBA, they have their guidelines, their book called the Standard Operating Procedures. SOP. SOP, yes. It's about 500 pages long, you know, so we just spend our time at night reading that. But, (laughs) you know, that's what makes us so good. We're able to pull from that and just really make it applicable. How does that apply to our bank policies? So at Regions, we are what they call a PLP lender, a preferred lender provider. You know, we are able to approve our loans without having to go directly to the SBA. 
And that's great because Ooh. it shows our expert expertise. It shows how we're able to quickly get deals out, approve deals uh, mm-hmm. without having to have that delay. But with that being said, it also helps us to do loans that normally we wouldn't do on the conventional side. So by partnering with the SBA, Lena, you know, I'll give you a live example. Let's just say someone has a, a need for $100,000 line of credit. With this SBA partnership, there is a guarantee to that. Depending, it can be anywhere from 85%, um, 75%, 50%, Depend on the program okay. that you go with, and we'll get into that in a bit. Okay. But let's just say it's a 75% guarantee. That $100,000, we know that if for some reason you're not able to pay us back, we're able to partner with the SBA, and we only have a risk of 25000 gotcha. So the SBA covers that 75000 and Regents comes in with that 25000 So that gotcha. allows us to lean in a little more yeah. with bars that normally wouldn't have that opportunity. Very good. Okay, so right off the bat, and I love that we're just jumping right into it, PLP. Yes. That's that's an important differentiating factor in the market. I had this conversation with someone not too long ago and was was able to explain that to them because the question came up, well, how long do we got to wait for SBA to approve it? Um, that's not the case with us, as you mentioned. Right. That's not the case. Now, there are some nuances where, you know, if it's our own loan, we will have to send that in. But the majority, I would say 95% of the loans that we do, we are able to approve within our delegated authority is what it's called. So that does allow us to expedite that process a lot sooner. Whereas if other lenders have to use the SBA, add on an easy six weeks before you get your loan approval. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, well, let's go back for a second. I'm, okay. I, I said I wouldn't bring it up, but I just got to. PPP was an amazing program that saved a lot of small businesses. Are there still active PPP loans or, 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 or have the majority of them been forgiven at this point? Yeah, there are. Majority have been forgiven. Definitely we moved on to the forgiveness phase of this. And we're starting to see now the loans that are on the books. They are, tend to be some of the higher dollar amounts because, you know, okay. the SBA did come back out and loans for a certain bifurcation. I believe it was 150 and under. Had it went through that streamlined forgiveness. So there are some loans still dangling out there, but not for the most part. The majority have been forgiven. Okay. And, and, and by far in the normal lexicon of business and life everybody knew everybody knew about ppp yeah because it 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 became a thing i would imagine if someone was at their country club they might go hey your ppp loan or whatever now the flip side of that is there's a 7a there's a 504 there's all these different you know loan programs or products that you hear in relation to to an SBA deal, what are the differences between a 504? Or maybe I don't need to ask the differences yet. (laughs) Maybe you can define for us what is a 504 loan and what is a 7A loan? Yeah, first thing I will say, after coming out of our PPP days, the first thing I have to say is, look, this program is totally different from your standard SBA loans that are offered and have to really level set there because that mm. was truly a grant program. Yes, so gotcha. when you think about SBA, you do we do do a lot of level setting with our customers. There's going to be extra documentation that's required. There's certain eligibility requirements that we have to walk through, which is why Regions is so good at what we do because we really believe in partnering with our or with our clients. We want to be personal. Mm-hmm. We want to walk them through this this stage because it's a very important stage of life of doing a loan this big. And also we're partnering with the government, so there can be some very personal questions that get asked. So 
to your um, question, there are a suite of products that SBA offers. And the benefit that we add is we're able to become as a consultant. We want to get to know you, not just sell your product. Like, J.D., what does your small business need? Tell me how you're, what you're going through right now. What are your challenges? How are you looking to grow? And through the questions that we ask, we're able to kind of marry you up with what product we believe fits within the SBA. Perfect. So That's within good. that, you know, I'll keep going. Yeah. We have a program called the 7A program, which is the um, guarantee that has a guarantee to it. And then we have the 504, where we partner with CDC, community development companies, in that partnership. So let's break down the two. Yes. When you think about 7A lending, there are also, I say, some sub-kids underneath that. You know, you have your 7A umbrella, then you have your express product, which you think about it has a 50% guarantee. And okay. we're able to use our conventional underwriting standards with those because we can get a quicker, you know, documentation can be quicker. We can use some of our own underwriting guidelines, but still have that basic eligibility to be met. And but within that, we can use use of proceeds, working capital, equipment mm. to purchase um, a building, business acquisition, um, change of ownerships. All of those we can do with un- underneath the SBA umbrella. It's just a different products that we try to fit the need to the customer. So then we move on to what we call our standard 7A small dollar loan, which can go up to 350 or 500,000. And depending on what you need, same use of proceeds can be applied. But again, that's where that percentage of guarantee shifts between 75 to 85% depending on the dollar amount. And what we've realized coming out of PPP is that need, what you hear a lot of underserved communities is underneath that $150,000 space. Okay. So last year in fiscal year 2022, not to do too many numbers out there, SBA did around 47,000 loans. That's huge for $25 billion. Ooh. That's a lot of money, right? That is a lot of money. Around 60% of those were small dollar loans, 150 and under. So that's a lot of loans that happened truly to business owners that needed working capital, that needed mm-hmm. funding for equipment, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, again, goes back to highlight how are we able to lean in here with SBA? Yeah. Because normally okay. these smaller loans, they can be just as pricey, right? Yes. And the documentation yes. can be exactly the same as a $5 million loan. Right. So you partner that <laughs> yeah. with a, a banker that knows SBA, that understands SBA, we can walk you through that process. And we can talk through what do these fees mean to you? What does this term look like? What type of collateral do we need? Oh, yeah. So when you think about 7A, you think about use of proceeds. And we can do a mixture of use of proceeds. Like I said before, okay. I'll, I'll hone back into this. We'll get to industries later, but we can do financeability. We can do construction, leasehold improvements, business acquisition, or a partner buyout. You know, yeah, okay. we are now in the baby boomer age. And, you know, people are looking at, mm. is it time to sell my business? Employees have been with them for a while, so I won't go down that road. I know I'm probably jumping ahead. No, of I myself. love that because we have an active opportunity right now uh, in our market mm-hmm. for business acquisition partner buyout type of financing. Right. And what we learned, Caroline, was so the father is selling to the son. You know, the, the father wants to retire. The, the son's active in the business. And it's been more educational than it has been transactional for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And, and I find that, that at regions we're really good with that sort of advising approach in a situation like that. When we have an opportunity to come in and educate someone, as to, hey, it's not really what you think it is. Let's help you get there. The satisfaction on both sides, us helping and them not just doing the deal, but in this case, handing off something from generation to mm-hmm. generation. The dad built, it's a 
great company that's received nationwide accolades in their industry, it's not just a loan. No, it's a relationship. And a lot of times people will ask me, Carolyn, what do you do? And I like to throw it in there and say, you know what? I help dreams come true. Okay. You know, or I, I help like to like, I help to preserve um, businesses, and they're like, "What does that mean?" But if you think about it, the scenario you just talked about, that is a generational, you know, passing down to the next generation, yeah. preserving that that small business. And what better way to come in and say, "Hey, you got the technical side of it. Let me show you what we're looking for from an SBA standpoint." Yeah. You know, you're working in the business day to day. You know the employees. You know the customers. The customers know you because half yeah, the time, think good. about it. Everyone offers a standard product. What sets you apart? And normally for that small mm-hmm. business owner, it's the small business owner or those employees. It's the individual. It's the yes. individual. And so when you're going through a change of ownership, a big part of that risk is how is this next owner going to operate? Are they going to have that same DNA as the way I ran my business, right? Or are they going to totally change for it? Sure, so to sure. your scenario, if you got my son coming in, yeah, he may do a little crazy stuff. But no, I'm just joking there. But he gets it, right? He saw mom or dad run this business, grow this business. He's sitting at the kitchen table possibly figuring out how do we make this work. So he has some skin in the game already, mm-hmm. and we like that. And yeah. we like to see how you were brought up in it. So you've seen him go through seasonality of doing well, not doing so well, of yeah. figuring out when do we need to pull back, when do we need to pivot like we did in COVID. So uh-huh. a lot of that's where we're really good at because we're able to tell the story. Yeah. I love that you say that you help make dreams come true. My mantra for this year is, and I heard this on a different podcast, and it was so simple to me. As bankers, we have two jobs, make friends, solve problems. If we can do those two things for anyone we meet, and sometimes solving problems isn't always making a loan or giving them an interest rate on a deposit account. Sometimes it's helping find an employee. Yeah. Sometimes it's helping to buy a piece of equipment. Sometimes it's helping negotiate with, a, with an accounting firm or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Whatever the problem is, if we can help help them solve that and i think your team in the sba world and my team in the core commercial world exhibit that regularly because of the culture that we have at regions bank we've talked on this podcast many times that we have a very very kind culture very kind and Mm -hmm. engaging i'm not saying you're still the, the 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 new person at at regions but you're still two years right have you found our culture to be just that kind and engaging? And in doing so, do you find it plays well for our customers? Uh, absolutely. Actually, I've been saying, okay, when is the honeymoon going to be over? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, okay. You know, I was born in the South, so I'm used to everyone being nice. We speak to each other, and I yes. went up north for a while. It's a little different. Okay. So here it was like coming back home. Yes. And not just coming back home, it was very important for me that there was a culture not mm-hmm. only respect but the relationship and driving yes. that in because that spills over to what we do day to day so to your point you know when we bring a deal in as a banker it's not just getting a deal and transaction i'm walking you through the underwriting part i'm going through closing with you if we get stuck i'm problem solving i'm getting on the phone with you and the underwriter or the closer to walk through this so it's not yes. a handoff and i think that's a part of our culture it is because not only that you know i've seen some of our bankers where we are closing loans and like a year later we're still following back up you know how are the yeah. kids doing you know do you have any other needs that relationship. we relationship it's relationship so to your point that is something that's embedded within regions because we talk about that partnership like to your commercial bank you know i don't want to just use to give me sba loans but hey here's an opportunity that you may have that i'm bringing to the table and what does that look like yeah. right it, it just kind of bleeds over so you you can tell how the how how we 
run the podcast because we're we're it feels like we're all over the place, but we're still focused on SBA. Remember our guest today is Caroline Taylor, head of SBA banking at Regions Bank. And 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 we're having a little bit of a conversation right now about our culture, you know, at Regions. You mentioned something about communicating through the process. I think that the vast majority all right, I'm making a blanket statement, I realize that. Okay. The vast majority of people that have borrowed money from SBA have not have not been led through that journey very well like I think we do it here. You you find a lot of SBA borrowers that have been frustrated because they don't know where the fees go, they don't know why we take this collateral, they think that their deal is in a black hole somewhere, never to be seen again. But you're telling me that we approach that entire process differently at Regents. 100%. And the way our business model is set up, it is to make sure that we come in as educators and that we are as mm-hmm. transparent as possible. Because like I said, this is a, a great product, but it can be a very encumbersome product. And when I came to see that, I wanted to make sure our bankers, we were able to have those difficult conversations. Yeah. So, for example, we may need to take a personal real estate as secondary collateral. We need to tell that up front yep. and set expectations. So for me, it's about that transparency. It's about how do we communicate? Because it's best that we tell you up front mm. than you finding out when you get a commitment letter, right? Avoid surprises. We don't want any surprises yeah. here. And so education is a huge part of it. And the, the and I say we never stop learning. I'm learning every day as well, even within SBA. Mm-hmm. So the better I'm able to know my, my craft about SBA, the better I'm able to serve my customer. You may come in think you need a line of credit, but as I talk you through it, you may realize, you know what? I am going to develop a new product. We're going to be expanding. Maybe I need to take what I, this building I've been renting. How can I go buy some real estate? Mm-hmm. You know, with that. Yes. So it is going back to knowing not only the product, but knowing your customer and walking them through that. So what we bring is a level of education and a level of partnership. We, we literally like to say sometimes we handhold. We got to say, let go, you know, but we understand that this can be a very long process. You yeah. know, and there's a lot of questions and yes. and we don't want people walking away not understanding what they're signing up for. Yeah, I, I sort of I, I hear you describing, for lack of a better term, sort of maybe I'm using it the wrong way, but advocacy, you know, mm. because if people have, have experienced uh, a mortgage or if they've experienced buying a car, those transactions are quite a bit different than 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 an SBA transaction. So as we advocate to the SBA or to the bank, as your bankers do that, we're telling the story. We're explaining mm-hmm. what's going on. And sometimes our questions alone can help the customer realize some things. Now you said, you said secondary collateral. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? <laughs> Good question. So a lot of times, you know, we have to collateralize the loan. It doesn't have to be for an SBA, but if you, let's just say you're going to buy a piece of real estate mm-hmm. and at that appraised value, it may be not enough to cover the full loan. And if you have a home that has equity in it, let's say 25% or more, one of the SBA rules is we have to take that property as a part of it. So that becomes a secondary collateral. That's not necessarily the case all the time in conventional. So it's important that we say that up front, especially if you have a scenario where you have a community property, you know, mm-hmm. a husband and a wife. Yes. Because that wife or that husband that may not be on the loan will have to sign off on this. You yeah, know? that and could get real sticky. It could get a little sticky there. So it goes back to the transparency, and it goes back to up front explaining the why behind it. So let me ask you this, and you just said it. I want to make sure I heard it correctly. That's not regions saying, hey, we need this other piece of collateral. The 
standard operating procedures, the 500 pages you mentioned earlier that are produced and published by the SBA require that? Absolutely. That is a requirement um, within SBA. If you have 25% or more equity in your home, primary resident within that state, absolutely. So how does that play? So then is, is that how, and I hope you don't kick me under the table and tell me to be quiet when I ask this question. So is that how we can sometimes get to 85 or 90% LTV? <laughs> oh, JD. It's not, no, it's not, that's not the purpose of this. Okay. You know, okay. the purpose of it is also about having that skin in the game, right? Because with SBA, it's very clear in the SOP, being short collateral is not a reason to not do the loan. Okay. Okay. So it's very important to say that. That's very business friendly. It's very business friendly. But when you do get over a certain amount within that loan, like 350 and over, that does become okay. one of the rules within the SBA. Gotcha. Yep. Gotcha. That, yeah. that wasn't a trick question. That was a I trick promise. question. <laughs> but you got me there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that's good stuff. You know, it's a it's such a needed product set for the variety of ways that you can structure things. We did we recently on my team did what's called a five oh four loan. We helped an existing customer purchase a warehouse in Jacksonville, Florida, and it went really well. There's two loans and there's a bank loan and an SBA loan and there's just all this stuff going on. Five oh four. Mm-hmm. And the 504 program really took off during COVID. It's 504 is normally is used for your larger equipment or real estate loans. Okay. So asset-based um, type of loan. And because we had such great real estate rates during that time, the mm. 504 was where they go. Because with that, you think about, let's do simple math. It's called a 50 40 10. Okay. So regions in that first will normally have that 50% of the loan LTV. We're partner with a CDC, a community development company, that does the 40%. That CDC is who partners with the SBA. Okay. So then they're the ones that have to abide by the eligibility rules, all of the SBA. And normally they were having some lower fixed rate loans. Okay. So you're able to come in and sell it at that advantage point. And, but then also you still have to have 10% down from a borrower standpoint. And so we're still able to use a, a, a blended or a higher amortization with that CDC portion because they can do up to 25 years. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So there's a lot of advantage to the 504. And like I said, over the past two years, we've really seen that take off. A big part of that was because of the low rate environment at the time. And real estate was such a, at a boom. Yeah. And so yeah, yeah. we had a construction we can do in a 504 loan. Also, if you think of energy, green and green projects, okay. we're able to do a higher loan at, if, if they qualify for certain. If you think about putting um, solar panels on. Okay. There's certain requirements that like we can do up to $10 million in financing, oh, partnering dang. with them. So the big advantage there is with that partner with the CDC, we have to retain a certain amount of jobs or the, the, the small business owner has to retain a certain amount of jobs. So think about we're really trying to pour back in the community and service the community. So by um, establishing this type of loan, we're retaining jobs or we are expanding and be able to offer more jobs. So there's some certain qualifiers that have to take place as well. Very good. Two questions on that regard. A 50 40 10, mm-hmm. client puts in 10% equity, 50% uh, first position is held by regions, 40% second lien is held by the local CDC, or is it 
held by the SBA, and does the customer make two separate payments? Oh, good question. We're really getting detail here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yes. Yeah, so, at the beginning, it is regions. So, regions will hold both, the first and the second. Okay. And then after about, you know, 120 days, 180 days, the CDC will come in and take us out. Okay. They, they will sell those loans. So, you will end up with two separate payments, a payment to regions and then a payment to that C SBA, CDC. Typically the same rate? They can be different. Okay. So okay. Uh, and you can have a fixed variable rate on that first, and then but normally it's a fixed rate on the SBA loan. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Very good. I've done both types of loans for customers, and each situation is is different. Mm -hmm. Now with the five hundred four, the SBA eventually holds actually holds a portion of that debt, whereas in seven A, we make the entire loan, but we get a guarantee from the SBA on a portion of that loan, as you mentioned uh, at the beginning of the podcast. Correct. correct. That's correct. Okay. That's correct. Okay. How often does SBA change, update, or sort of adjust their product offerings? Uh, great question. The product offerings are not adjusted much at all. Like okay. We've had the 7A504 for over since I've been in, in SBA lending. I will say there will be some tweaks to it. Like for example, they'll have the Community Advantage program. That was a pilot that started years ago and that was just brought back and extended through 2024 and that's the Community Advantage. And that's really to help um, the underserved community partner with that. So you'll, or the veterans program. So there'll be certain programs they will add in that may have an expiration to it. Okay. But the flagship programs, think of the 7A and 504, they don't change. Okay. There may be rules that come out that the SBA change. And we have seen in the last five years where different things with when you come to affiliation or guarantee, not guarantee percentage, but liquidity requirements, equity requirements, okay. those type of rules can change. Yep. But in essence of the program, that normally doesn't change. Do you ever go from 504 to a 7A, or do you ever go from a 7A to a 504? Great question. Normally, that was like normally a no-no, but yep. you know, now we're realizing that every business has a different need, mm -hmm. and we're here to help get capital to customers, and every credit box is different. And yep. so, like I said before, we have the SOP, Standard Operating Procedures of the SBA, but then we also have Regions Credit box that we have to adhere to as well so sometimes we may get a customer that we bring in and we think all day long yes let's do this 7a or let's do this 504 let's say if we, if we start off as a 504 and it's a real estate loan then we get into it and they say you know what we need some working capital as well mm -hmm. well then why don't we partner and give you also in a 7a working capital line of credit with that so those are things again going back to that consulting role that the SBA banker is able to lean into and yeah. under, truly understand the need of the business or we think about refinancing Normally, couldn't refinance, you know, 504 to 7A. There are new rules that are coming out now. To, what does that look like to be able to do, take a 7A and refinance it with a 504? There are a lot of qualifiers to that. We won't get into it, but that's where the expert comes into I it. I made a look in my face. That's why she said we're not going to get into it. Because <laughs> I'm over here thinking about, okay, how's that going to work? Yeah. Because I start going through my customer list, who has mm -hmm. what and why would we do those things. Can I ask you, you mentioned different programs underserved communities how are the do you know how those are defined is it certain zip codes that have a particular median income do, do you know how underserved communities are defined? yeah that is a great question and one that's really been pressed on the last few years because we've okay. seen that that term you know used a lot like what does it mean for underserved communities and normally I say it has been defined as demographic groups that historically have not had capital access available to them think okay. about minority women-owned businesses people of color that you've seen that too and normally you can say that 
we try not to get into like what zip codes and all, but when you're doing an SBA loan to input the certain demographics of the customer, okay. and that is to totally optional um, if that's done or not. But the SBA normally will pull that information and based upon the information they have within their system, kind of brings out, you know, where are we lending to? What communities are we leaning to and not leaning to? Okay. And the problem with that is it is totally optional. You know, every lender doesn't have to input that information into the system. Okay. So okay. when you think about the underserved community, it, or it is those communities that when you look at that, those data points, they may not get as many SBA loans. Like it's been shown mm -hmm. that more white small business owners get SBA loans than you would say people of color. So, yes, yeah, so when you think of the underserved, it's generally demographics that are not getting or typically haven't had access to capital. And I truly believe that's mainly because of an awareness and education standpoint. Mm. You think about maybe they're not connected to a banker or they may not have a banking relationship. Yeah. And some of it can be just because of past histories or experience, you know, yep. um, or not being brought up where you understand going to a bank and what the importance of establishing a banking relationship. Yeah. So that's where, you know, you have a lot of online lenders that have come into play. You know, you can do things online versus coming and establishing that type of relationship. Yep. But what we've understand is, especially during the pandemic time, more than ever, having that relationship of someone that knows your business, understands your business model, understands you're going through a rough patch. How do I walk through this with you and yeah. make sure we're making the right steps? How about, uh, you mentioned veterans? Mm -hmm. SBA has veteran-specific programs? or They do. So it's called the SBA Express Veteran Program, and it's done under the program. We have the 50% guarantee. You have to be 51% of a veteran that has ownership in the, the business, okay. and the fees are waived on that. So one part of SBA, there is a, a fee that's up front that's paid by the borrower that is waived for a veteran. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And There's, that's only 350 and under. I don't know if I realized that there was a veterans program. Wow. That tells me I still have some work to do, J.D. <laughs> but that's, a, you know, but th that's great. And that's what it's about. There's so many product offerings, like you said, within yeah. SBA that sometimes you can just focus on the big flagship programs. Right. But when you pull back and say, hey, who are my customers around me? What does my community look like? Who is not, am I not feeling a need for? Yep. You know, or as you say, if you go to the country club and you talk to someone, hey, maybe they were served before in the military. Now mm -hmm. they're out and they're thinking about doing a small business loan. There are specific programs set aside that will help them, you know? Very good. And knowing we can use the SBA to partner is a, a great advantage. So not to recap the whole thing, but we have different, we have different offerings, 7A, 504, underserved communities, some veterans things. We have a focus here in Northeast Georgia. So in, in just north of where we sit today in, in Hall County, we will, they will soon break ground on an inland port. That's a big deal. So that means that goods will, will connect directly from the inland port in Gainesville to the port in Savannah via direct rail. So what you're seeing is huge warehouses being built we have an influx of 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 companies and and what i'm going with there is one you wouldn't think of with S, what i wouldn't think of is with sba but companies that import and export mm -hmm. am i right that we have a product that that uh, assist companies that either import or export not only are you right that we are the number one export lender for sba what yes we are jd the and number one export lender the number one export in the lender. nation in the nation yes for sba lending and i tell you our secret sauce is that is our internal group right? we have an internal yeah global trade our global trade group yes that we partner with and 
really that relationship allows us to continue to service the client the way that we need to. So there's certain parameters in order to have, you know, we do export working capital loans like we do for a term of a year and then we reevaluate it. It can go out further. But as long as they're exporting a certain percent of the goods, we are able to partner and give 90 percent guarantee loans for our small business customers. Yeah. So as we sit right here about three miles up the road, we have one of those. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have a we have a customer locally that exports cardboard and paper to India. And I think yeah. we've been providing them with an SBA export import line of credit for seven, eight, nine years and it works it works wonderfully yeah it's great and like i said we renew it every year so we're constantly in touch with the customer Mm -hmm. making sure the need is still there but to your point we need to tell that story more because we we did over 30 million in export loans in 2022 fiscal year wow so does the world know (laughs) i would say they should no we need to tell tell it and we're going to we i think it's, it's our fifth year in a row where we've been named the export lender that's fantastic yeah it's a huge honor you know here in gwinnett there's over 500 international companies. 500. Mm-hmm. Where we sit in Gwinnett, there's basically a million population, 185,000 students in the school system, ninth largest school district in the nation. We have millions and millions and millions of square feet of office, warehouse, distribution space. And, and we're targeting, you know, companies that import and export. And to know that we can go out and call somebody or somebody's listening to this, that may export goods. Yes, and the great thing about it is the SBA definitely knows because their local district offices, they think of regions, right? When they have customers wow. coming in, they're helping in and consult. You know, they're calling us, say, hey, we may have an opportunity here. And we're immediately jumping on the phone and talking to that customer to really try to find out the need or we're going to their business one-on-one. Well, that's a talk. different set of understanding. I mean, we can be nice and we can be, you know, engaging and we want to do the journey and all this stuff, but there's a lot of difference when you're finding financing a building that's down on main street and you're just going to get a value and you're going to you're going to make a 90 percent 80 percent loan and you're going to fix the rate and this is going to be your payment that is a different type of transaction than financing export working capital isn't it yeah it's totally different but it also speaks to how you know our country is committed to to helping support small businesses that are making products in the United States and to be able to export those out, that they're willing to put a 90% guarantee with lenders to say, hey, if you'll partner with us, we'll help back it. You know, so it's about getting that education. What does it look like to be an export mm. that had that export line of credit? And and what are the terms? And, and some of those nuances is where, again, our bankers come in and sit side by side to walk through that process. And knowing within a year we're going to renew it, but these are the things you're going to need to have in place. What financials we need to see? What AR are we going to need to see? Is there going to be a borrowing base to it? So depending on, you know, how the the line may be the, yeah. the amount of the line or you know different qualifications for that how big how big do they go we can go up to five million really five million dollars yes wow wow and we're there the whole time that that's very impressive mm-hmm. that's almost as impressive as being a cheerleader at north carolina state University. ah go pack you slid that in there <laughs> i did didn't i i was looking I for the it. right time to do that yes and you were an nfl cheerleader also i was and we appreciate you using your cheer voice on the podcast today everyone's really impressed by that thanks i love to bring it out every now and then <laughs> <laughs> cheering on those sba deals yeah tell me your fondest SBA success story not by name uh, we, we can't talk individually by names on the podcast but maybe you can talk industry 
you know, what the transaction looked like, you know, something that you were a part of that you're most proud that you helped someone accomplish something. Oh, my God. There's two that stand out in my mind. I, I can't, I'll, I'll tell them quickly. You're I not going to cry. I will not cry, okay, no. Okay. But there's one we talk about the underserved community. I would say there was a, a company, can't say the name, and the industry was a, a service-based industry, but they did hair products. Okay. And they actually sold what they call weaves. And there's where you put you know extensions into your hair, okay. and they need a line of credit. Well, obviously, people can say, well, that's speculative, or is it going to last? Well, one thing that we know, even through the, through the pandemic, at least my husband knows, I'm going to get my hair done. Okay. And with that being said, you know, we were able to get with the, the customer, went through her business plan. We saw what she was already making in revenue, but she needed a line of credit to continue to fulfill her orders as they were coming in oh, wow. um, to supply the needs. And then my other success story, really quickly, it was a change of ownership. It was actually in the child care industry. And it was a, an associate that worked within the, the industry. She was bought on board to be the director, and it was an absentee owner. So it wasn't ran very well. Okay. So when we got the financials, historically, it wasn't performing where it should perform. But this person had come in and started to turn it around, had the right employees in place, made sure the ratio of teacher to student was spot on, okay. the education was coming. Oh, yeah. So she got in there and did the work. So when it came to for her to buy out the small business owner, the questions began to ask by the underwriters, why aren't she selling it to her children, like keeping the family? But the the seller actually said, you know, I know this employee. You know, my kids have no no um, desire to do this. <laughs> I'm not this. selling this to no, my kids. <laughs> but she's been in here. She's been living it. She's helping has helped turn this around. And you know, we were able to not only we had to take the the financials that we had. We were able to use projections to show the difference that this associate um, well now owner was going to be making in this business um, okay, and for okay. year one, year two, and how that was going to help them get to a cash flow standpoint that was going to support the loan. Oh, so wow. when you're able to tell those stories in conventional lending, we don't want to use projections, right? But SBA allows for us to use projections, which are, you know, what we think the business is going to do in a year and two years. And they have yep. to have assumptions to it. So we need detailed or how do you think you're going to get to Two million in sales, right? Yeah. Or what? How are you changing this build business model? Is going to turn into be able to repay our loan. So being able to walk through those steps, but it went back to the management experience. That was huge. She'd been in that business. She understood the business model. She understood the parents, and that seller also knew, and she knew the parents were coming too because of the ownership. So having someone familiar wow, there—that is so cool. That was going you, to continue. Do you think when she was brought in as director? or sort of general manager or head of school or whatever that she ever thought she would buy it? She always had it in the back of her mind because she was okay. a teacher prior. Okay. So okay. always had that. And that's what I find about small business owners. Somewhere in, in, innate within them, there's a passion, yeah. right? And it, it always takes, because I always say it takes a huge leap of faith. Mm -hmm. to own your own business mm -hmm. and to actually do it right i said yeah. they're like the superheroes and so she was a prior school teacher that turned into you know being a director to, at a preschool so she loved being around kids loved the education part of it okay and this particular franchise really leaned into the education they were like on the forefront so you had kids leaving this school going into public school or private school they were already reading and writing so that that franchise brand had a reputation as well yeah, that okay. aligned with her and what her you know vision was to be a small business owner oh, those are great stories yeah those are really good stories Thank you. okay i just got to keep going you mentioned franchise yeah talk to me about franchise lending well that is something new that um, regions within the last year or so we're building a franchise vertical and the great thing about a franchise they're proven models right they are um we have we use 
franchise base that shows us, you know, what are the default rates? How long have they been around? You know, what makes them tick? What type of education did they um, supply to their new owners they're going to have mm-hmm. so when regions we realize hey how can we partner this with small business lending and it's like a perfect marrying couple with sba yes because when you think is. about franchise lending either it's a startup it or it's someone that may not have that direct industry experience but they have transferable industry experience yep. and you're partnering with the already oh, like proven model transferable oh, industry yes, experience. yes so uh, what i've noticed with franchise lending is we have a lot of corporate career folks that we, they're, they're ready for something different that they say hey you know this franchise seem interesting to me let me see what they have to offer I have experience I've known how to run a P&L before yep. I know how to manage employees you know I really liked whatever that industry may be whether it's cycling daycare you know running a restaurant how can I marry that up and I don't have to start all over You've already tested this model out. Yeah. You know you know what it needs to cash flow. You know how many employees I need. The branding is there. Oh, it's like sure. an easy fit. So you pair that with SBA, which can come in and do startups. So they can come in and do partner buyouts. So if you have an existing franchise owner that's looking to go out, you look someone to go into there. Right, um, right, right. So franchise is, is a vertical that we are building here at Regions that we're extremely excited about. And we're yes. able to offer both on the SBA and the commercial side of the house that I think is going to really help us to continue to – Give a big advantage to our customers. We have some really good targets in Gwinnett mm. uh, that we work with Peter Salas. Yes. Uh, Peter's been on before to talk about, you know, franchise lending. But it brings up another point. I, we, we can <laughs> talk for hours. All right, so startup lending. We just mentioned franchise. That is a – if you're a franchise or – don't get mad at me when I say this. Sometimes franchises are a business in a box. Like you said, it's already been vetted. The training's already in place. There's a marketing plan. People come set you up and teach you how to do the thing that you're franchising. That is an entirely different startup model than somebody that has an idea to make a new widget Mm -hmm. that's better than the other widgets, but they want to start that thing and do it on their own. i got to be very clear that those loans are very hard to do. Yeah, they are hard to do. Whether it's SBA or commercial. Absolutely. Because to your point, JD, there's no, there's nothing proven behind it. Yeah. We don't have anything to show or predict. How are they going to perform? Yeah. Are you going to be able to pay us back? Right. And I think it's very important to know the industry that it's in as well. Is it a service-based mm-hmm. industry? Right. Yeah. Um, is it an industry that is seasonality? So those are things to think about as a small business owner when you're going to a bank and you're wanting to get that financing. How much skin are you able to put into the game? Yep. You know? Oh yeah, we expect a lot. We I mean, expect a lot. And, and look, uh, business planning forecasting Mm -hmm. you know and i think that goes back to what you were saying how important it is for us to use sba to support job growth job expansion job retention Mm -hmm. especially in in this environment where finding and retaining talent is the hardest thing that well that and combating fraud are the two most important thing that things that any business does Mm -hmm. and we help them with that we do and one thing you talked about jd with that small business owner they're doing everything yeah you know so we want to come in and say you know your finances is it's not uncommon to not have the most unsophisticated financial set of books that we see and when it comes to closing for example Everything has to be documented. You want a line of credit. You pay for equipment. We need to see every receipt. Mm -hmm. And it's not uncommon that a closer, I've seen them come in with like a shoebox of receipts from a small business owner, and they have to filter through every single one of them. But it goes back and shows the expertise that we've put into 
our building out this line of business because yes. we understand the importance of walking through our customers and not making them feel like judged because they may not have. Oh. We want them to know we get it and we, we're so trying good. here to help you. That's so good. Like I said, we could we could talk about this for a long time. I hope that we can get back together maybe and, and do another episode. But what I'd like, I'd like to bring it in for a landing and, and more than anything, and Caroline, you correct me if I'm wrong, we could talk about 7A, we could talk about 504, we could talk about export-import, we could talk about franchise. We used a lot of words. We, we introduced some concepts today. The thing that I think is most important is at Regions Bank, we want to focus on you. We want to mm-hmm. listen. We want to help. You know, make friends solve problems. That's right. Be somebody's hero. Whatever it is, we are committed to you. And Caroline joins me in that commitment to you, Mr. and Miss Customer, Mr. and Miss Prospect. If you if you are considering a franchise, and let me be clear, we we we're starting our franchise group, and we've not vetted all franchises, so maybe we can do some, we can't do others. But I can promise you one thing: is that someone from Caroline's team is going to listen, they're going to help, and they're going to tell you the truth. That's right. Borrowing with an SBA loan or guarantee is different and our team stands ready to help you not just understand the difference but experience the difference because by the way our lenders if i may call them that our sba lenders those bankers that work directly on your team that help people through the sba journey they have years of experience in doing this don't they they do they do years so I have some on my teams over 25, 30 years of doing just SBA lending, and they're good at it. And they and back to a word you used earlier in the broadcast, J.D., they're advocates. So I want our customers, if you listen to this broadcast, to know we go to battle for you. You know, we understand your business. We get in there. We want to partner with you. We want to make sure we're telling that story once it, you know, gets into our operations team. And we want to keep it clear and transparent. And, mm. I, and I hope they leave you with saying, you know, SBA sometimes can have a bad rep because it can be encumbersome. Or you think, you know, an SBA loan doesn't make a bad loan good. We still look for top co- yes. credit quality. Oh, that, that is a great point. And, and I, know, I know we're wrapping up, but you bring up a good point because you and I, we both have a friend that, that, that runs SBA credit. We both have his phone number in our phone sitting right here on this desk. I love the point that you make that an SBA guarantee does not make a bad loan good. That's right. Folks. We can help. We want to help. But if your business is failing or if it's going in the wrong direction, that's like putting a Band-Aid on a shark bite. We encourage you. We encourage you to begin early Mm -hmm. thinking about the status of your financials, the importance of a balance sheet. And I don't mean how much credit you have available to you as a liability. I'm talking about cash. I'm talking about equity. These things are still important Absolutely. to an SBA credit underwriter and credit approver. And I do think that sometimes it is, oh, let's just go get an SBA loan. They got to say yes to everybody. Remember, we're a preferred lender. Mm-hmm. Our approval is reviewed by the SBA. The last thing we want to do, whether it's got an SBA guarantee or not, the last thing we want to do is put you in a situation where we stress your company and it doesn't succeed. And we will tell you Absolutely. if we see something that would be a roadblock, mm-hmm. that would be a, a hindrance to your success. If you're headed down one direction and 
I remember this story. There was this guy. He just this was this was early two thousands, and he thought it was the greatest thing that he bought three truckloads of phone booths to refurbish. The look on I wish y'all could see the video of Caroline's. So this is the early two thousands. You know, cell phones are taking off. Mm-hmm. And this gentleman came to the bank that I worked at at the time with this business plan to refurbish phone booths. No loan could help that guy succeed. <laughs> phone booths were going away. And and I'm sure the, the gentleman was mad. But that was his dream, J.D. Did you shatter the dream? You know, I try to solve problems, too. <laughs> and, and, and this guy's problem was he had bought three trailers of something that was obsolete. And it didn't matter how how clean they got or, you know, maybe you put an iPhone charger in there and somebody stands and talks in it while they're charging. I don't know what he was thinking. But my point in sharing that story, which I think is just he had he did have a dream, but it was our job to validate that dream, Mm -hmm. not whether the core business of refurbing phone booths was right or wrong. It was how are you going to make money? You know, J.D., I think about it this way. We always we all have good friends, right? Then you always need that friend that's going to tell you the truth, yeah. whether you like it or not. <laughs> that's how we are sometimes. <laughs> but when I realize they come back, because sometimes it's a not now. It's not a no, but it's not right yes. now. Or sometimes we don't have the answer, but I can show you who does. And one that thing we, so right. we do really well is partner with our local offices where we can connect you with like the CDCs in the area or the SCORE businesses yep. that can help you. Get on the right path yeah. and walk you through it. So when you are ready to be bankable or that idea is ready to come to fruition, then we can have a, yeah. a broader conversation. Yeah. i tell you what. Anyone would be blessed to have a meeting with Caroline, have her help you or her team. Yeah. You know, we have a really good team of bankers. Many of you listening have heard and met virtually via the podcast some of our local bankers, our global trade folks, our, our local commercial bankers executives our sba team is second to none and uh and we are here to help under caroline's leadership we continue to grow we continue to get better at what we do because what you've heard today is caroline's heart and i can tell you as a leader that flows down through her organization and uh and anybody that maybe you're a cpa and and you have some clients that need sba lending we're here to help Mm -hmm. You know, whatever we can do, Caroline. Why don't I hand it off to you for any last, any last points, any any closing thoughts you'd like to yeah, share? Yeah, no, thanks, JD. I'm so honored to be on your program today, and I can talk about SBA lending all day long. Because, like I said, at the end of the day, our customers is why we do what we do. Mm-hmm. And even as of last night, I had one of my bankers sending me a video that was out in St. Louis, and look what we did! And it was video in a restaurant that we'd done leasehold improvements on, and they were going to have dinner there. And the excitement in her voice and the banker mm-hmm. there, it gave me chills. And I responded back, that's why we do what we do. Yeah. And I want you to leave people to know that, you know, it's something special that we have here at Regents. It is a culture thing. It is relationship. And it is about doing what's right for our customers and also for our bank. And we love what we do. So if there's any way that we can help, feel free to reach out. And we'll always be in that consulting role and, you know, guide you the best we can. But we are definitely here and always will be SBA strong. Yes, we will. And you bring up a wonderful point that we'll close with. I love referring to our customers as we. You know, we did that. Whether it's uh, 
expanding a restaurant like like the video you got last night or you know we've we've done some projects locally and and i love it when i consider when i'm able to consider myself or my bankers part of a customer's team Mm -hmm. and and when you deal with our sba group that's exactly what you get is another team member advocating for you and helping you so i hope you enjoyed this podcast i have certainly enjoyed it we hope that it's helpful to you as a service to our community making resources like this available is is certainly first and foremost if you've enjoyed this and you can share it with a friend or anybody that you know that may need help with uh, sba lending or just learning something new we are here for you so again thank you for joining me today caroline you've been listening to regions business radio and my name is jd Mealer. thank you Regions Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. This information is general in nature and is not intended to be accounting, legal, tax, investment, or financial advice. Regions believes this information to be accurate when recorded, but it cannot ensure that it will remain up to date. Consult an appropriate professional concerning your specific situation. The information should not be construed as a recommendation of a specific course of action for any individual or business. All Regions products and services are subject to qualification requirements, terms, conditions, fees, and credit approval. 